Marriage. Marriage is black, a box of chocolates. Marriage is a very particular set of skills. Marriage is so fat. Marriage is what brings us together today. How do you feel? I feel so many emotions. I feel like the listeners should know that I had to go lie down for a couple hours after watching this A little movie. different than the Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect 2 doubleheader. A little more... Uh, a lot more feelings. Yep. The less, bad kind. Less music. A lot more crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was longer than it needed to be. I stand by that. Sure. Um, it was good. I mean, it was satisfying in a way, but you know me. I mean, if anyone listens to our Rudy episode, you know, like, I just... It's just not, it's just not worth it for me. Like the amount of payoff was not worth the anguish that I went through. Well, the whole first hour of this movie is just pure anguish. Yeah. But then there's like enough anguish at the end that I'm not thrilled. Okay. Yeah. Fair amount of anguish, but heroic anguish. At least Hawkeye got to be reunited with his family. Yeah. So let's, let's dive right into it. Uh, I I want, but I want to hear about all your feelings and I I have feelings I'm going to share too. This is going to be an emotional episode. Maybe our most emotional ever. I might cry. (laughs) I'm going to try not to. I looked over. You were tearing up. Oh, oh yeah. We'll get into it. Don't, (laughs) we have a supportive audience. Don't understand. (laughs) So cold open. We just immediately see Hawkeye doing archery with his daughter, (sighs) picnic day with the family, a really cute couple of boys. And, and they just uh, disappear. Now, did you, like, I knew as soon as the movie opened. Well, I knew about Hawkeye's whole, like, vigilante phase. So I'm like, I'm like his whole family's going to get dusted. I didn't think his whole family would. I thought he'd lose, like, the wife and one kid. It would have been cool if, like, him and his youngest son, the one who likes ketchup, mm. had become, like, a, a vigilante duo. Yeah, that would have been cool. But, um... I think it's, it's a great way to start the movie because Hawkeye is very conspicuously missing from yeah. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's my favorite. He's still your favorite. I, well, he's just... He's the family man. How yeah, can I love that's anybody true. else that's true. But Ant-Man is a family man, though he's a divorce. Yeah, but you see less of him. I've never seen his movie. I don't really care about Fair family. enough. That's true. You've been... Age of Ultron really brought you into the I Hawkeye. I it's like the only one I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. I don't even remember who Ultron is. I know. I was going to say, I don't think you can describe any of the key plot points I of Age of Ultron, but like, it really stuck with you. Like the, You remember that people picked up Thor's hammer, or yeah. tried, and that Hawkeye has a family. Yeah. Which are both important parts mm-hmm. of that movie. So, the, the, we get the rolling thunder. The snap has happened. Hawkeye's family is gone. Cut to uh, the, the movie proper starts, and we get Dear Mr. Fantasy by Traffic which is a perfect song choice. Don't worry. It's in your, uh, this is relevant for you now. Because of Endgame, this song is now in your labor playlist. Oh, great. Well, yeah. I didn't notice it during the movie, so. It's a nice I song. I look forward to hearing it's it. A, it's a fun, fun, <laughs> anyway, it's probably Traffic's biggest hit. I'm not familiar with their other music, but it's a, it's a nice song. We're back in space. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Tony, and it's Nebula, and they're playing paper football. Right. Which is a that little bit cute. of a relief because you're like, Hawkeye just lost his whole family. You know what's just happened in Infinity War and you get two people that are in a pretty dire situation mm-hmm. and they're playing paper football. It's very cute. Yeah. And I, 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 Nebula is cute in that because she's like so serious about it. And she's mm-hmm. like, that was fun. <laughs> so I know you haven't seen like the Guardians movies. Nebula for being a, a pretty minor character in the overall MCU has one of the better arcs and evolutions of she's a pretty major character and you see in this one she go like 2014 nebula very different the transformation she goes to to becoming 2019 nebula i'm curious like what happened to change her you you should see guardians one and two i probably won't Mm. it's really guardians two is where she and gamora um bury the hatchet Mm -hmm. on a lot of things and she she grows Mm. well she has a pretty major role here Mm mm-hmm all right, so they're on the spaceship. Yep. They, it's been a couple, like, three weeks. Tony Stark's recording videos because he thinks he's not going to make it. Yep. Yep. He's, and, he's uh, still he's still being Tony. Still quipping. Yeah. Still got jokes. And in, like, pretty much the theme of the movie, Captain Marvel shows up just in the nick of time. Yep. We get the first hint of, uh, we're going to talk about the music. 
<laughs> Try not to roll your eyes. Um, as Tony is kind of settling into the chair, presumably to, to die. die. Yeah. Uh, we get the first hint of the real hero, which is the theme that plays big time over the funeral scene. You mm. get the very first hint of it. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's a, it's a tearjerker, and we'll we'll get to we'll get to the the piece of music really bringing that home. Um, and then Captain Marvel shows up. Who do you think is stronger, Captain Marvel or Thor? I think you're supposed to understand that Captain Marvel is the most powerful mm-hmm. of all the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, which is why they, we should just address this up front. They basically had to write her out of a lot of the movie right, because she, she, she would like solve so many problems. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's called hanging a lampshade. We mm-hmm. talk about it a lot. I think they do a good job of multiple times. They're like, "Where have you been all this time?" And she's like, "There's yeah, a lot of other planets, and like, not everybody has the Avengers, so you're not my priority." Right. And then during the the five year period, she's like, "I can't come to Earth all the time." Like, imagine, like, man, you start thinking about the just like economic consequences, and I know. Oh, just like of losing half your workforce and, and all of that stuff. It's freaking. Um, I mean, some of the like panorama views that they show, you just see like, like tons of cars just stopped everywhere. Yeah, like, I actually I like that scene a lot when Ant Man's walking around. I yeah. think it's pretty realistic that just like things have fallen into like neglect and right. disrepair, and just like you've, you don't have the people to clean it up. And then yeah. there, there's like a t- there's like a car that's up on cinder blocks, and the tires have been stolen mm-hmm. and hasn't been moved in five years. And you're like, yeah. That's what happened. That's yeah. what happened. Um, but before we get to all that, we get. Um, I felt really bad because I feel like you'd you'd really Captain America's stock had risen with you in Infinity yeah. War because of his look. Yeah, and then he shaved off as the only the first thing we see is a razor hitting his cheeks, yeah. and and the beard is gone. But he's Captain America, That's and he's, true. he needs he needs to look the part. Uh, Captain Marvel brings Tony home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one thing I left out of your primer for Endgame, and when we saw Captain Marvel, I didn't make you watch the end credit scene, but there is an end credit scene where she responds to Nick Fury's distress call, mm. and the Avengers just meet her. So you like, it's not totally random that she just shows up okay. and is looking for Tony. If you've seen that scene, you understand that like they sent her looking. They really should just put the scenes that you need to see into the movies. Yeah, it's it's the the and the post credits thing have been have just been such a thing since since Iron Man since the first MCU movie. It's dumb. Okay, I don't I don't disagree, <laughs> but the fans love it and All give right. the people what they want. Tony's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. He's pretty worked up. Uh, that's one word for it. A um, couple things I really like from that whole scene and Robert Downey Jr. He's made way more money off these movies than anyone should ever make for just pretending. Mm-hmm. But he is a great actor. And he's he is a great really, actor. really good. And the, like... Truthfully, I don't even think I'm ready to talk about him yet. Okay. <laughs> but two things I really like is, number one, when he, he says, we're the Avengers, not the Prevengers. Yes, I'm like, yeah, poor choice of name, guys. Very funny. And that's Nick Fury's fault, but that goes back to Carol Danvers' uh, call sign. And then when uh, Captain America says, like, Tony, you like... How can we beat Thanos? You you fought him, and he's just like, who told you that? Like, I didn't fight him. I yeah. got, like, he wiped my face with a planet. And he's like, we're going to talk a lot about, like, they do some, I'm not a psychologist, but some pretty realistic, like, depictions of PTSD yes, between totally. Thor and Tony that are just like, everybody yeah. that's faced down Thanos, like, has issues. Oh, man, poor Thor. What a disappointment. This movie might have ruined him for me, and I love him. I think I think he's gonna come back. I will just say the first when I saw this movie in, in the first time, I was just like, so there's gonna be like a workout montage or something yeah. for Thor, right? There where just wasn't. where he and then he just fights fat at the end. I know, um, but I like his transformation into like Nordic god with the braided beard and yeah. everything, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But it is pretty funny that like he's. Uh, uh, an alcoholic mess up until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah. So I think the first 20, 25 minutes of this movie are so brilliant because it lo- it just looks like it's going to be one type of movie. Like, okay, right. they regroup. 
they like they you know uh, Nebula knows where Thanos is, and they're like, okay, like let's get this son of a bitch, right. and and you get Avengers Endgame, and you're like, okay, here we go. They've got Captain Marvel now. What's going to happen? I love uh, the rocket. Uh, okay, who here hasn't been to space? Yeah, that was very funny. Don Cheadle, who for some reason is the comic relief in this movie, but yeah. he does a good job with it. Like his hand raises extra. Like, yeah, I haven't been to space. Yeah. Like that's a the, it's, well, it's a I think I, question. I said this while you're watching, but it's like funny to me that some of them haven't been. You just forget that they're not all like zipping around the sky all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and you realize like how ridiculous this universe has gotten where like you forget that like, yeah, like Captain America's never been to space. Yeah. They go to the, the garden, the planet where Thanos is. Uh, he's Thanos is looking a little rough. Yep, he's, he's kind of recovering. Pretty burned up. His arm is pretty gnarly. Yeah. It's like half the size of his other arm. Mm-hmm. And, and we uh, find out it's because he tried to destroy, he destroyed the Infinity Stones. He like, yep. used them against themselves. Yep. Uh, I was happy for you because your initial problem with the, the Titan fight in Infinity War, you're like, why didn't they cut off his arm? Totally valid. Yes. I, I would guess the comic book nerd, if we if we had like one in the room, would say that like you need a weapon like Stormbreaker mm-hmm. to do that. But they had. No, not on Titan. Not when when like Spider Man oh, and Iron Man yeah, are trying yeah, to pull yeah. it off. Okay. They don't have Thor. Yeah, but so, Thor should have done that at the end of. Yes, but Infinity but we've, they've already acknowledged that Thor, like of all the places he could have picked to hit Thanos with Stormbreaker, pick the worst. Hitting him in the chest was not a good, not a good yeah. move. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut off his arm. Thanos explains what he's done, which, like, again, <laughs> I, I'm still not quite over the fact that you respected Thanos's efficiency. Like, what you took away from Infinity Wars, like, that is an efficient way to kill. No, half that's not just efficient. It, it's like somewhat kind. It's a little humane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you, if you told me, like, you're going to be mass murdered, how do you want to do it? Like, I'd pick that. <laughs> I don't want to be shot. I don't want, like, a like biological warfare disease. Yeah, the cleanup. <laughs> Though, we only ever see people get dusted in, like, forests or, like, open fields. We see right. a couple people in city streets. Imagine if you were, like, at a baseball game or, like, a concert. It'd be kind of gross. There'd be, there'd be dust everywhere. Yeah. What was your reaction when Thor cuts off Thanos' head? Like, we're, we're like 20 minutes into the movie and the big bad gets his head cut off. I wasn't convinced that we had gotten all the info we could get out of Thanos, and so I thought it was like a little hasty. Oh, I think all of the Avengers except Thor would totally agree with yeah. you. Like, Rocket's like, what did you do? Like, yeah. that, that was a, an emotional reaction. Right. Um, but, you know, Nebula was like, my dad doesn't lie. Yep. And that came up in the first movie, too, because when um, Gamora lies, he's like, I didn't teach you to lie. That's why you're so bad at it. Yep. Yep. I mean, Thanos is insane and evil, but he's a straight shooter. Yeah. You yep. got to give him that. Yep. So then they're kind of like, well, screw everything. There's nothing else we can do until who comes up with the time idea? Well. Oh, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Right. But you get one of the, like, craziest cut to blacks I've ever seen and oh, get right, the, the five years later yeah which you had the same reaction I had the first time I saw it and everybody in the theater was just like oh shit yeah pretty nuts because you're just like wait like we're gonna come back to all our characters and they've been living in the post snap world for five years yeah. I, I think that was brilliant and this is as good a time as any to give the writers their due so these two guys Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely they wrote Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. They wrote Civil War, which I think most people would put easily in their top like seven or eight movies in the MCU. And then they wrote Infinity War and... Uh, Endgame? And Endgame. I think that's right, because I think they wrote all of them. And, the, and then you have Joe and Anthony Russo directed those four movies. Mm-hmm. I saw a documentary about these two guys, and someone pointed out, they're like, these guys have worked on the biggest movie in Hollywood for six straight years because they did crazy. like they did four movies yeah. in a row and they're just like and it doesn't get to them and everybody loves them and the movies are great That's so awesome. I, I just I think it's really cool and I can't wait to see what I hope these guys take a long vacation <laughs> count their money mm-hmm. and then I can't wait to see what they do next because mm-hmm. they were not they were not blockbuster directors before mm-hmm. before all of this and right. now they made like the two most successful movies in history I'm, I'm not really one to comment on the writing generally, but it was very good. Yeah. I mean, I know it's too long. Like, it's a three-hour movie. But to, to make this movie work, and also, like, you who are not a fan of the MCU 
and I gave you a crash course, like you were, you followed it. Yeah. And it has time travel in it, which is always a real bitch. Well, that led to a lot of questions. You were very kind to answer them somewhat. I mean, I still have some, but no, for the most part, I think that the rules they lay in place make sense. Yep. Um, but it's still, it's, it's just one of those things. Time travel, no matter what the rules are, if you start thinking about it too hard, you end up going in circles and it's confusing. Yeah. Any movie with time travel is going to end up having holes in it. I think yeah. it's remarkable how few Endgame yeah. has. Yeah. So we get introduced to the world five years later. There's the cool shot of like uh, City Field and and what New York looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not my joke. I think it was the Honest Trailers YouTube page it was just like like it, like we're in the world after the snap, or as any introvert that survived would call it, winning the lottery. <laughs> and they're just like showing the like they just cut all these things and I'm like ah. Oh, nice like ooh, so quiet like ooh, no crowds no crowds anywhere and and i'm an introvert probably and uh, like obviously that would be awful but i'm like oh there are a lot of things there are a lot of possibilities that opens up just having half as many people and there's whales in the hudson so you know improvements but it's really sad so we see scarjo is running like a you know help the universe HQ from her house, yep. wherever she is. Her short blonde hair has now grown out to her natural red with mm-hmm. blonde at the tips, which I thought was a clever thing to show the five yep. years. Yeah. That she's not bothering color anymore. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to, hey, Robert Downey Jr. is great in this movie. Scarlett Johansson's great in this movie. Yeah, Especially yes. in the beginning where you can just, at all all the performances are great, but just like she's barely holding it together well, at they all, all are. times. Yeah. Except for Robert Downey Jr. because he has a great little wife. He does. Who does? Well, I know. We'll, we're gonna. We're, I gotta ease you into all that. Um, Ant Man, who I gave you, you know, it was great that I was like, here's a thirty second explanation. All you need to know yeah. is that Ant Man was protected from the snap by being yeah. in the quantum realm. Um, well, maybe you, he wasn't protected. He might have just been the lucky fifty percent that didn't get killed. Yeah, but talking about great performances and just the power of Paul Rudd, you had never seen him as Ant Man ever before. Right. By the time he's reuniting with his daughter, you were tearing up a little bit. It was very sweet. Yeah. And imagine there's two movies that show what a great dad he is. Yeah. He's, a, he's a, a very, very good father. And imagine not seeing your daughter for five years, between the ages of like 11 and, and 16 or whatever she's... I know, but it, the, like, forget about him. He was gone for what felt like a minute to him, right? Right. For her, like, imagine you've just gone five years with... Is eventually Lily her mom or no? No. Okay. Well, with, like, thinking that your dad is dead, that mm-hmm. he was just one of the people, like, who disappeared in this thing, that he walks up to the door? Like, can you imagine? I don't have to imagine. I've seen it. <laughs> so, I, I very much think of this movie as three one-hour movies. <laughs> so, the first hour is just, like... No, it's just, like, deep, dark, realistic depression of all... all it's just one hour of aftermath yeah. of Infinity War. And then Paul Rudd, who, you know, you have all that, but then he kicks off hour two, which is the time heist. And you, and the movie starts getting a little more fun when you go from like, how's everybody doing? You know, things are falling apart to a team building montage, Yeah, which is always fun. So, um, Paul Rudd shows up at the Avengers facility, explains everything. Full of ideas. Full of ideas, full of excitement. Paul Rudd's great. We all love him. And they go to see Tony at his delightful looking oh, it lake so nice. house. What a place to live. Mm-hmm. And his adorable little daughter. She's I know. So Who cute. do you remember in the very first scene yeah, from the Infinity War? About naming their child Morgan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they have they have little Morgan. She's she's great. She's no, the I don't know the name of that child actress, but she's great. Oh, and, well, he's like, and, I've been thinking about that something about it. She's is it juice pops? Yeah. <laughs> so that, cute. Everything with her is great, and I. Again, I give the writing credit. I like uh, Paul Rudd is like you won't even. And he's like that's right. I won't even. Yeah. Like he realizes he's like I. He feels awful about what's happened, but he's like, how lucky am I? Like yeah. the love of my life survived, and I have the book and all I, everything I have. They go to see the Hulk. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Was a big surprise for everybody that you have that struggle in Infinity War where he's and then you just off camera he has become smart hulk i didn't love it to your point the movie's too long we don't have time to see smart hulk's transformation yeah and i i mean i just like i would have liked it better if he had figured out like a way 
for himself as Bruce and the Hulk to coexist and like be able to peacefully move between the two and not just be both at the same time. Okay. Well, Smart Hulk is from the comics, I know. Okay. So there's source material. I, I, I think it works. I think Mark Ruffalo pulls it off. I didn't, like, mind it, but I would have preferred something different. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we go back to Tony struggling. We see he's come up with the idea, and he puts little Morgan to bed, and she says, I love you 3,000. Yeah. Which is just, like, cue the waterworks. Super I was cute. I was like, and I, I know we should say up front, going into this movie, you, like... Everybody knew going into this movie that Tony Stark is not going to survive the movie for two reasons. Number one, it's very telegraphed in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And number two, everybody knew that they were tired of paying Robert Downey Jr. the amount of money they had to keep paying yeah. him. Like, he's getting a percentage of the movies. So they, like, wrote him a hero's death and, like, he wasn't going to make it. So you know he's going to lose it. And, yeah, I only uh, knew because you had told me, but brutal. Yeah. And that that is pretty brutal. And I think, again, the writing this movie is so good. I love that they set up where Gwyneth Paltrow, who Pepper Potts starts out, she's Iron Man's assistant. She becomes the CEO of Stark Industries uh-huh. before they become like a full item. And uh, she, you know, is obviously a very successful woman. And she says, like, one of the few failures of my life is that I've never got, been able to get you to stop. Yeah. Which sets up their final moment together, yeah. which, is, which is especially tough. So all that set up, he can't rest. He just he figures out time travel, which is iron. You know, the whole point is he's a genius. Fine, yeah. like we need to <laughs> we need to get. Uh, iron yeah, it seems like he figured it out. Like he have those little watch compasses pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> it just all it took was an inverted Mobius strip. Right. It is funny. I love the techno jargon. Where like I can't understand half of what he's talking about, but he's like a Mobius strip, and I'm like, I know what that is. That's yeah. when you take a piece of paper and like make a loop, but then twist it right yeah. before you connect it. Then he's like inverted. I was like, I don't understand how it yeah, anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> he discovers time space gps mm-hmm. we can all get our heads around that in the meantime the rest of the avengers are trying to do time travel without him which gives us the very fun scene oh so funny so funny when paul rudd becomes like like a teenager kind of and then an old like a, man like a prepubescent boy yeah and then an old man and then a baby yeah um, <laughs> paul rudd was born to do that scene yeah and my favorite little exchange in that whole thing is that, like, it's a baby. And Hulk, who's, like, trying to defend his science credentials, is like, it's Scott. And he's like, as a baby. And he just goes, he'll grow. Like, <laughs> that's, like, the, the, the Hulk thought for a minute, like, oh, we'll just, like, start a 40-something-year-old man over and, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then, you, of course, the, the peeing pants is always yeah. funny. Captain America needs to step out for some air. Tony shows Tony's up. Back. Wearing a certain pair of sunglasses. Which we own. Which we now own. Mm-hmm. I won't spend too much time on this, but when I saw this movie, I immediately sent an email to myself that was like, find out what those sunglasses <laughs> are in the scene. This is when he pulls up to Avengers HQ uh, and gives Captain America his shield back. And this is kind of the first time that they like make up, so to speak, right? Yeah, they, they, they haven't... And... Well, because you see at the beginning, he still has some raw feelings mm-hmm. about Civil War. And you have to remember... Captain America concealed the circumstances of Tony's parents' death from Iron Man. He mm-hmm. knew about them and didn't tell them. Yeah. Um, which is why he calls him a liar right. at the beginning of the movie. So they bury the hatchet. He says, um, resentment is corrosive and I hate it, which yeah. is a great one. Um, you're trying to just blow through my sunglasses. I spent three months searching eBay for those sunglasses. I found and one found pair them. and waiting for them to arrive was like 10 Christmas mornings. And now I have them. and I, They're great. They're a discontinued pair of Tom Fords. They're the, they're the crown jewel of my collection. They're very cool. Thank you. Cap gets his shield back, which is a big, big moment. They reconcile. That's nice. Um, still in the team building montage, though, because we haven't seen what's happened to Thor. Right. Before oh, Hulk God. goes with Rocket to get them, uh, Hulk shares his tacos with Ant-Man. Which yes, is, that's which very you, cute. you were like, that's really nice. I felt really bad for it, man. It's so sad. You're holding this taco shell that you've lovingly stuffed with filling, and then all the filling gets blown out into an empty shell. Ugh. Something you brought up that I never thought about is like, well, who are the staff of this facility? Oh, I know. Like, these tacos obviously came from a cafeteria, yeah. but like, there would have to be several dozen people working oh, sure. there. Not to mention, when they all get in the time thing and go, like, somebody really should stay behind and be like monitoring that. Yeah. And nobody is. I think the cast in the movie was already big enough. But it is pretty funny that, like, 
just the physical plant. It's like the size of a small college it's, campus. Just keep that thing clean. It'll be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the plumbing alone. Yep. So, no, that was really funny. I was like, oh, yeah, they must have, like, a cook and someone yep. that, like, does the linens and stuff. We'll never know. We'll never know. Rocket and Hulk go to New Asgard, which is in Norway. Mm-hmm. They meet Valkyrie, who mm-hmm. is, this is your first time meeting her, but yep. you, know, you know Tessa Thompson from uh, Westworld. From Westworld. And they come in and we see Fat Thor, which I know was it's not a fun moment for so you. I know. It's like, oh it's like seeing, it, it, seeing something beautiful destroyed is, is it's hard. It's what it's like. Especially because he probably looks his best in Infinity War. I know. It's so sad. Because it, I know you. You would want Chris Hemsworth at his oldest possible, which mm-hmm. like 2018 is pretty good. You want him with a beard. And I, I know you say you like the long hair, but I think deep down you like a, mo- a modern haircut more than the... I, Not for Thor. I like the long hair. Interesting. Okay. Just made me, like, oh, it was just so sad. So you need, you need to watch, like, the first hour of Ragnarok. I don't think so. Okay. Even though Taika Waititi's directed yeah. and is in it? I don't think I'm going to watch a superhero movie again for several years. <laughs> That's fair. It's been a big day. Maybe It's like, been a huge day. Maybe take a week off and then we'll revisit it. Um, we've been talking about the great performances. I think Chris Hemsworth actually, if you were going to give best actor in Endgame, I would give it to Chris Hemsworth. I guess. I'm, it's, it's difficult for me to separate my disappointment with the character from I the understand. acting. Fair enough. Fair enough. But when he goes from, like, I'm fat, fratty Thor playing Fortnite and, like, complaining about the cable to Hulk says Thanos and he just switches on and does the don't say that name. Yeah. And then That's all, all the things he does. I just... I, no, he was good. I think Chris Hemsworth is so much more than muscles and perfect bone structure. Mm. I think he's got comedic and dramatic talent, and yes. that's and that's really rare. Final go final member of the team, they get him. Yep, they, they then, just lure him with alcohol, which is fun. And then Scarjo heads to Tokyo. Heads to Tokyo, it's where so Hawkeye is going through his Ronin phase. That's his like vigilante superhero name. Oh, cool! A Ronin is a samurai without a whatever the people that are bosses of samurai are. Sensei? I don't know. No. Oh, God. I, shogun. A, oh, a yeah. Samurai without a Shogun. Oh, man. We get a fun sword fight in the movie. Yeah, and one of the only quick ones. Yeah. So that's a plus. Um, I think it's it's a reference to the comics, like the Jeremy Renner's like tattooed mohawk look. Yeah. Particularly in that first scene in the rain in Tokyo, I just think he looks like a wet rat. What? Do you think he looks good? Yeah. You're digging... I'm into it. All right. I love Hawkeye. He can do no wrong for me. All right. So if you and the kids ever get snapped out of existence. Yep. Shave I'm the sides sh- of your head. I'm going to get arm tattoos. Yep. Super And I'm going to just work my way through the criminal underground. Perfect. Killing everything. So, all right. Great. Avengers. <laughs> That's true. He's the only one that really yeah. really takes it seriously. Though he just, he's really uh, projecting. Because he, totally. he can't get a Thanos. So he just goes after everyone else. One of the movie number two. Yeah, I would say when when yeah when when Jeremy Renner and Thor get to HQ, it's the end of the despair hour, and mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the time heist. Yep, where they're putting it all together. Um, I think the, it's a very fun scene. It's like Rhodey and Hawkeye and Hulk and Paul Rudd and Nebula. And they lay out the rules of time travel for Endgame. Mm-hmm. Basically saying they list all the movies. And I love when Paul Rudd says, Die Hard. No, wait, that's not one. Which is a joke on how Die Hard, people call Die Hard a Christmas movie. Right. So his brain, okay. anyway, that was very, very funny. And I'm sure they improv all kinds of stuff to do that scene. But what did you, I, I actually have come to love the rules of time travel from this movie. And I think they eliminate a lot of the problems of the Back to the Future rules of time travel. Yeah. It's just like, it's weird to me that you could go... Even, like, not to cut to the very end, but when Captain America, like, comes back as an old man because he decided to just stay Mm -hmm. and, like, live his life with the person he loves, it it doesn't seem like you could just go back to where there's another you, even if that you is, like, frozen in a cryogenic chamber or whatever, and, like, just pick pick up and live there. That Uh, part seems weird that you could do that. So, because of that, I thought, I thought when Gamora came back into the future, like past Gamora shows up, I thought she was going to stick around and stay with Chris Pratt. 
And then that led me to, and it seems like she could have, except that uh, once his face snapped at the fingers to like have everybody sent back. Um, That's left open because there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It might even be called as Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. would be super fun. And they're going to work Zoe Saldana into it somehow. But it, you, you brought this up. They got to work out the like people that die for the Soul Stone aren't supposed to be allowed to come back. Right. Even because, so, you know, it's like, yeah, all right, well, why wouldn't you just go back to like 2012 Avengers and be like, or like open a portal to 2012 and be like, ScarJo, like, you need to come here. But then in that reality, you have no, I don't know. This is right. where it gets This a is where it gets tricky. And then also, the thing that's weird is like, uh, Captain America goes back and returns all the time stones to exactly the moment when they were taken. Mm-hmm. So, like, he went and returned it to the planet where the Soul Stone was. Which many and people have brought this up. The so the the guide on Vormir, the Soulstone planet, is Captain America's like arch nemesis. Right. So that would like how awkward would that have been? Like yeah, hey, and just he like, just like high five Hawkeye on his way out, like, and not you know what I mean? Like he could have returned it a couple minutes before. Yeah, I don't know. To your point, anytime you use time travel, if you start pulling threads, the whole sweater unravels. Yeah. So. It, it, it's pretty good that it holds together really well. It's pretty good. I did like the bit, um, so, so you know, for the first half of this particular movie, they're like off, yeah, when they were trying to find the time stones. Um, I liked the Hulk and Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. That was a fun interaction. And I liked that as soon as he said that Benedict Cumberbatch had willingly given up the stone, she was like, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. Please go on. <laughs> take this see you later yeah that was cool and you know from the beginning she's like you're here for Stephen Strange like you're about five years too early because yeah. it's five years before Doctor Strange when, right when but she, she knows but she knows but she's, the time she's the sorcerer supreme right so yeah so let's let's jump into um they go back in time mm-hmm. they figure out the plan three teams going they figure out yeah. the most efficient way to get the stones. I really enjoyed this section like I liked the that they had to figure out when when and where they had to be to get them I did not like that basically everyone dawdled. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth was a joke, and I know he got that nice moment with his mom, but, like, come on. I, well, he's an alcoholic. I know. I'm just saying that was an absolute joke. And in, in a way, I can understand why they had to send people back to, like, areas they knew so they could, like, you know, they had to send who was, had the best chance of getting the thing. But, like, maybe not the best idea to send, like, Thor to his home planet where he's going to run to his mom or send Nebula to wherever she was where she's going to run to herself and her dad. Right. The Nebula uh, thing, I think, I, and I like and that. They don't think was, about the networks and like how Nebula is robotic. And yeah, and everybody was full of temptation everywhere they went because it's their past. Like, Yeah, true, true. Uh, a moment of comic relief was uh, Smart Hulk being like, oh... Uh, rawr, yeah, rawr. I love these. Is like he's super embarrassed to have to watch like original Hulk be the Hulk and smash, mm-hmm. and then yeah, him half-heartedly he just like hits a car and like throws a motorcycle ten yards, and it's just yeah. like oh, whatever, <laughs> and has to take his shirt off, which you can see he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's all very fun. Uh, a thing, much like the nanotech helmets and suits, that just annoys me is that like. In Infinity War and Endgame, humans can breathe the air on all planets. Right. Like, they did it on Titan, they do it on Morag Mm -hmm. in this one, they do it on Vormir, and it's just like, (sighs) fine, I guess they have to do it. I know. It's just, when I see, like, Jeremy Renner is just, like, on Morag, which I guess we saw Chris Pratt on breathing, but it's just like, humans can breathe the air on all the planets in this, and it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. You're right, the movie's already too long, I should just get over it. Yep. What's crazy is we talked about how Thanos is essentially the protagonist of Infinity War and probably has the most screen time of any character. Yeah. He's not in this movie that much. Right. He's really not. He, he gets, you know, 2019 Thanos gets killed in the very beginning. And then I love 2014 Thanos' entrance. Yeah. When he's still, like, bouncing the universe planet by planet. Mm-hmm. So he just, like, shows up and it's like, 501 on a work day and he's just covered in blood and mm-hmm. holding his like massive double sword thing that he has that's yeah pretty badass and it was interesting um to be like at a point in time where nebula and gamora are still supporting him yeah yeah and then, yeah so they go back it's the events of guardians are when gamora stops 
like working for him. Mm-hmm. Nebula continues for a bit. So we get in, we get in all the time stuff, uh, time high stuff. I think the the 2012 Avengers segment is probably the most fun. You get to see like Loki being Loki from a different perspective. Yeah, that was cute. Um, I love that they set up when <laughs> when Ant Man like bends over and is like flick me and Captain America. Uh, Captain America. <laughs> Uh, Tony is good at it yeah. because he's been playing how many games of paper football yeah, with Nebula on the ship. Um, although I guess it's been five years since that, but still, it's a fun call. Yeah, it's fun. You get uh, you get the cap captain on captain cap, cap the cap versus cap fight. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the America's ass? Yes, that was quite the whole thing. As well. People in the theater loved that. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. Well, just the whole like Paul Rudd's entire naivete throughout, where he's like just happy to be there. Right. And like, there, there's jokes about it in other movies where he's just, he's got like a kiss ass. And he's yeah. Like, you look great, Cap. Like, just saying nice things to everybody. Very Paul Rudd. Very Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great in these movies. Yeah, well it was funny when he's like, guys, guys, what's going on? And, and Tony Stark and Captain America are just busy just making plans. Because um, you're thinking about another time when they knew where the, um, whatever stone. Right, because Tony know. knows his dad worked there when he was born. Yeah. And, Cap knows like Peggy's life and like yeah. the base where so they, that's the base where he like got the injections that made him Captain America in like 1944 or whatever yeah. it was. Um, <laughs> I wrote down you an amazing reaction. So we're back on Thanos's <laughs> ship, and you you were excited to see Ebony Maw again. Oh yeah, <sighs> I'd forgotten his name. I was like, oh that guy. Yeah, still really, annoying. Yeah, still, still annoying. Like, oh, of course he would be there. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. So I know that Thor is a little ruined for you, but I really enjoy the scene between him and Rene Russo. Who's Rene Russo? His mom. Oh, right. No, it was good. I mean, I, I liked that his mom was just like, oh, oh, you're from the future, and just like goes with it, you know, just figures it out. She right quickly away. says it, but she like her background is like she's like raised by witches. Yeah. She's like pretty aware of crazy yeah. stuff that can happen. Yeah, but and like thank God she was just like Thor, get out of here. Just like you don't have time for this shit. Just go. Yeah. Somebody needed to say it. Also, Raccoon did a remarkably good job of like taking the thing out of Natalie Portman. Yeah. By himself. Uh fun fact, Natalie Portman did not shoot any new footage for this movie. They just had leftover footage from um Thor the two, which oh, really? is like where they are. And uh they just put like Rocket Raccoon is computer generated, yeah. he can be put into anything. So they just added him oh, to scenes they'd already shot with Natalie Portman, <laughs> which I think is—I assume she gets some money, but I think it's yeah. kind of a bummer for her from a money perspective. Yeah, it's funny. But apparently she's going to be in Thor Four, which is called Thor: Love and Thunder, which is a great title. Thor. Love, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Oh, that is good. And Taika Waititi's coming back as director. Nice. So everybody's excited about mm-hmm. that. So yeah, Thor and Rocket are successful. We go back to uh, Morag. I like this movie. It's too long, but it does take moments for like Nebula and Rhodey to have that nice connection where they're mm-hmm. both um, augmented by machines. Right. Yeah. Too long though. Could have been cut. <laughs> I'm glad it's still in there. What did you think of um, the actors John Slattery who plays Howard Stark, Tony's dad, and then them getting to have like an extended scene together? Oh, I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for someone who works in like a top secret lab but is down on the top secret floor near where something very powerful is kept, he was surprisingly like cavalier Aloof. about finding Tony like poking around and it being somebody he didn't recognize. I, I liked all the jokes about how like Tony's beard would be so out of place yeah. in 1970 yeah. and like Mungo Jerry and all that stuff. Very, that was funny. Very funny. Um, and, and Captain America gets to see Peggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get the, the little hint of the, the Steve and Peggy theme which goes all the way to Captain America the first Avenger and that is used again at the end of the movie before the soft jazz. So that was nice. I love your reaction when it became clear that Eve, like 2014 Nebula was going to um, mess everything up, was going to mess everything up and uh, pretend to be 2019 Nebula. Mm-hmm. You literally said, oh no. <laughs> I felt that way. Very clever, I thought. And like, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen at this point. That was a really fun part. It's just like, I, I came in and... I just like 
once Thanos got his head cut off, I had no idea what was going to happen. I know. Well, the whole thing was pretty surprising. I do think my favorite part of the movie was the middle part where they're off, like, trying to find the time, the time stones. The time heist. Infinity yeah, stones. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, the time heist. I just thought that was the most clever and the most interesting. And it was fun to see them kind of go, like... I don't know. It's fun to see them interact with some of their past selves, but it just... It made the movie so much longer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You, there are probably about 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but... They didn't, and they made two point eight billion dollars. So. <laughs> so, what do I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Clint and ScarJo going, oh. going to going to Vormir. Devastating. Um, love that Red Skull, the guide, has the magic power that he just knows everybody's parents' name. Yeah. Two cool things. Number one, that um, ScarJo didn't know her dad's name. Yeah. And number two, Clint is son of Edith. Yeah, that like, was interesting. I remember noticing it the first time, and I'm just like, very progressive, number yeah. one. Number two, I'm just like, I really want to know the reason that his mm-hmm. mother is is the gets pulled to the front. But just the cool detail. Yeah. And I, I like that. Yeah. The universe has done a great job setting up since the beginning that these two have a platonic, but like, very yeah, loving really friendship. Like, um, Nathaniel, who I think is the youngest, is Clint's youngest son. Is named after Natasha. Yeah. Because his wife's pregnant in Age of Ultron. And yeah. And he's like four or five in, a, in, in Endgame. Ugh. So sad. So sad. And, you know. I'm she, like, in what world does Hawkeye think that he shouldn't be the one to live? He's the only one with a family. Yeah. I get it. It's like. I know. He's like repenting or whatever for like how he's been a bad vigilante this whole time. But still. I think it's really hard to be like, you're right. You should be the one. Yeah. You know, you don't have a family. You should sacrifice yourself. I know. Like, don't be noble. Go back to your family. Yep. Yep. I do. I like the the way that they like end up yeah. deciding is essentially a fight, and then she like cleverly hooks into yeah. the thing and, and drops. Um, sad. You know. Uh, happy that both uh, Zoe Saldana and ScarJo get the like very um, dig- <laughs> dignified splat landing. Like yeah. just. Just a PG thirteen amount of blood. Skull is intact. Everything's everything's yeah. fine. I have another question about this particular stone. So, like, the guardian there, yeah. the guy in red, he, like, he, he he's like, it's my duty to greet everyone who comes to seek the stone. Like, do people just keep like taking it and then returning it, or do you think a lot of people show up to seek it and then don't go through with it? Well, what happens if you show up by yourself? Right. Bummer. Gotta go find something you love and bring it. These are these are good questions. And he's been there for like 70 years. Right. But maybe no one showed up. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. They all make it back. We got some, some ScarJo mourning. Obviously Hulk is very upset. Yeah. They fight and then uh, and then they, they put together the new gauntlet. I like so that we... Movie number three. Right. I like... This is where like the movie earns things. So, in Infinity War, only the dwarves could make the Infinity Gauntlet. But in this one, when you put together Tony and, and Bruce and Rocket, who we've seen, in other movies you see is, is like very technologically brilliant, mm-hmm. like that they can build a gauntlet. Yeah. They are argue about who's going to do the snap. This is my biggest criticism of the movie is this moment because I think, I think they just kind of blow it. I think it's the worst writing moment in the movie. So Thor, Mightiest Avenger, coming, kind of coming to the pinnacle of his PTSD, wants to do the snap. And Tony's actually like trying to talk him down. He's just like, look, you're no, like normally you'd be right, but you're in no state to do it. And Thor says, you know what's running through my veins? Not the moment for Rhodey to go cheese whiz. Like it just, he, uh, it, I was just like, this guy, has had like such a good arc yeah, and all true. these moments and then like Rhodey for some reason is the comic relief in this movie but just like I'm like dude that's really insensitive at this guy's most vulnerable that you're cracking a fast joke and they could have cut that out of the movie and they should and it, it, it's, it's my least favorite part of the whole movie and that's pretty nitpicky but it's, I hear you. it's, it's just unfair to Thor. But so Hulk ends up doing it because it just, he's like, I'm the only one who can really withstand this. Yeah. And so he was transformed into the Hulk by gamma radiation. He says the Infinity Stones mostly put off gamma radiation. So like I was made for this. Yeah. Um, I believe there's a line. I'm going to screw up which movie it's in. But like 
maybe it might be in the Incredible Hulk. It might be the first one, but like someone's like there may be like maybe there's a purpose for this. Oh, interesting. So they they, they do pay that off. Um, Hulk snaps his fingers. It works. It works. Meanwhile, Nebula has brought back Thanos's whole ship. Yeah. Which is, it's a huge ship because we see all the stuff that comes out of it. I know. It like rips through the roof of the base. I, I love that that's all happening at the same time. Um, Hawkeye gets a phone call from his wife, yeah. which I was like, I was so happy when that moment came just so like you would know even as all yeah. this climax is going to happen, like you know his family is back. Is back. Uh, I, I think I give Clint a lot of credit for not deleting his wife's number. I know. Over the course. I, if you got snapped into dust... Probably in like year three, I'd delete your number. Yep. Okay. To be fair. And that moment does make me think of like, uh, it's so great that they bring everyone back, but like so many people would have remarried and that is going to be awkward. There's going to be a lot of awkwardness. Well, it's going to be so weird because like some people have aged five years and some people haven't. Yeah. And it's weird when it's kids. For sure. That's very different. Yeah. (laughs) There was a TV show about this. I saw the first couple episodes. I think it's called like Resurrection or something. But like, there was like a there was a horrible bus accident in this town, and like a bunch of like mm. middle school, high school kids died. And then the show was all about people who died that summer, like starting to come back. And so one of them is a twin, and her twin sister stayed home from school sick that day. And so she, but like the people who died who come back are unchained. And so she comes back, and she's you know thirteen, and her twin is now like eighteen. And they're like, it's weird, you know, because they're identical twins, but one of them is five years older than the other or whatever. Yeah. People brought this up. So, like, we see Spider-Man go back to high school at the end. Yeah. And we're like, that high school must be super weird now. Or, like, all these yeah. people that, like... Totally. Five, like, five years is right. the difference between eighth grade and a freshman in college. Totally. And then there's the longest fight scene of all time. It's an hour long, in case you weren't. <laughs> this is the third with, hour. The third hour long okay. movie. With one very cool scene... When everyone who disappeared comes back. Let's let's build to that. But that's the best part. All right. Let's build to it. So I like that we only get like 20 seconds to enjoy like, oh, like Clint's family's okay. And Paul Rudd notices the birds. And then just boom. They they, they bombard the HQ and the whole thing is just destroyed. Mm -hmm. Um... Ant-Man saves the day by getting enormous and saving the people who Yeah, so he gets around. down there like, man, like, Rhodey and Rocket think they're going to drown. Clint's got to fight the space dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the big three, the, the Trace Amigos, uh, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man are just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thor, nothing seems to have happened to Thor. He's just been standing outside the entire time yeah. looking at Thanos. Um, he becomes Nordic God Thor. Mm-hmm. Which, again, when, when we got to, like, the ship coming up, I was like, well, I don't see how Thor is going to, like, rehabilitate. And then he just, like, shocks himself with lightning, stays fat, braids his hair. Gets after it. Has his hammer and Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. So Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. And he's just ready to go. And you know what? Like you said, the movie's too long. We it was a fun thing about the battle that Captain America is able to use the hammer. Oh, so, yes. So they're fighting Thanos, who's now a very Old Testament god. Mm-hmm. Is like, screw killing half of everybody i'm hitting the reset button yeah. on the universe and so we've got great great stakes and uh yeah so i'm not a i'm not a comic reader but apparently uh, thundercap as he's called is a thing in the comics oh. and you actually remember to your credit that they had teased that maybe captain america can wield the hammer right. in age of ultron because it budges yeah and, and thor like gets pissed yeah so i will admit when i saw this in theaters i had to go to the bathroom twice because I was, like, stress drinking Coke Zero. <laughs> and I, I, like, ran to the bathroom, and, and I ran back, and it was right before Captain America gets uh, does that, and people went nuts when he <laughs> has the hammer. And then he seems to know what he's doing. He swings it, he uppercuts Thanos, yeah. and brings the lightning down on him. It's all, it's all pretty cool. But as we said, Thanos's double sword thing is pretty badass and clearly made of a very hard metal because it fucks up yeah. Captain America's shield, which totally. is made of vibranium, right. which is supposed to be like the hardest of the heart. Totally. Yeah, Thanos' weapon is kind of scary. Yeah. It's like a giant razor blade, two-sided. And it can like spit lasers away yeah. and like block it's pretty uh, crazy. Block energy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically wins the fight. 
because he knocks out Iron Man, he beats Thor, and then like Captain America is like doing Captain America stuff where he's like, I'm going to tighten my half-broken shield and stand up against this entire army in mm-hmm. front of me. And then... The moment. God, easily, easily top three, like, fuck yeah, cinematic moments of my awesome. life. Where you get the cool thing where, like, the Falcon comes over the radio. He goes, on your left, which is an old, old reference to Winter Soldier. It doesn't matter. Black Panther comes back with... Uh, with everyone in Wakanda. With all of Wakanda behind him. And then all of the portals open, which... You didn't even see Doctor Strange, but because you've seen Infinity War, you're like, oh yeah, they can make portals. And you get, you got all the sorcerers coming through. Mm-hmm. You got all of Wakanda coming in. Wong, that's a great moment. Wong, you you really built a relationship with Wong yeah. over the course of the movies. Um, did you notice that the actor that plays Wong's name is Benedict Wong? No, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, if you ever want to see Sunshine, his performance in Sunshine, is, uh, which is like a sci-fi horror movie. Um, his performance in Sunshine is pretty, pretty excellent. I like the Asgardians and that they, they get yep. to uh, ride like Pegasus. Well, ones. only, yeah, so Valkyrie is the only surviving member of the Valkyrie. They like all rode Peg- Pegasus. I don't know. Pegasuses or Pegasus, whichever's correct. Yeah. I think it's, anyway. Pegasuses? I think in mythology there's only one Pegasus, but I think all the Valkyrie rode them. So, yeah. I don't know. Nerds, get out of here. Yeah. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Um, she's got all the Asgardians. You've got the, the Reavers. Reavers is that there? Anyway, you got a, the space pirates oh. from Guardians of the Galaxy, and like we're ready for a showdown. Captain America's Avengers we Assemble. We get one. Which and is an hour later. <laughs> big big fight. I knew it was going to be tough for you to get through it. Oh, it was so long. I know. It was a lot. It was a lot because everybody's got to have their moment. Mm-hmm. All the fans need, you know. Black Panther's got to do something cool, you know. Uh, Spider-Man did a couple cool Spider-Man, things. Spider-Man's got to do some cool things. Uh, you you chuckled pretty heartily when Captain America has Stormbreaker and Thor has Mjolnir, and yeah. Thor makes them switch. Says, like, no, you, no, you, you take a little you one. You take a little one. Um, you got a little emotional, I think, when Spider-Man and Iron Man were yeah, reunited. Yeah, it was very sweet. Like, more great acting from, from Robert Downey Jr. You... Where I, I unfortunately taken out of the fight scene when Gamora's in it, and you're like, okay, why can't Scarlet be there? And I was right. like, I didn't have, I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, it was confusing. I don't. Um, I I don't want to talk about the end of the movie. Well, let's talk about Captain Marvel and Wanda before we get to the end of the. All movie. right, they're both cool, super powerful. I think it's cool that Wanda one on one beats Thanos. Yeah. Like that's really cool, and the only way he saves himself is by bombarding the entire battlefield. Yeah, I agree. And killing a lot of his own troops. Yeah, that was cool. Only thing that saves them is the arrival of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's a deus ex machina, but they've been setting it up, and, like, it works. Yeah. And and she is, like, pretty much equally powerful to Thanos. They yeah, go toe-to-toe. I mean, it was amazing that she... And she's more powerful than him, because she just destroyed his whole ship. He's not that powerful unless he's got the stones. Right. But, but he can he can do pretty well without the stones. He can do pretty well, but he's not Captain Marvel. No, absolutely not. Did you like, so she takes the gauntlet from Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and he's like, how are you going to get from here to the van? And all the ladies of Marvel yes. show up and are like, don't worry, she's got help. That was awesome. I have read that the directors filmed that and then really struggled whether to leave it in or not. And I think the quote I read, I think I'm getting this right, was they asked, is this delightful or is this pandering? Yeah. And I think they were like, it's both, but we're leaving it in. I loved it. I, I, I found it delightful. I was very aware of it as like a girl power moment when I saw the movie, but like... You know what? We haven't had many of those and we need them. So. I think it's cool. I think it works. It's totally great. And then you have to build on top of that um, the kind of like... The, so Thanos blows up the van, so it just becomes a fight to yep. the death. I love when he's, he's like, a, he's got the glove on and then Captain Marvel's fighting him. And then she's holding the glove open and he headbutts her yeah. and she doesn't anything. Yeah. She doesn't like, th- th- it's no impact. She doesn't recoil. She just stares back at him. And then she's about to like finish him. And he does the very clever thing where he pulls the power stone out of the glove. Yes. And then punches her with that hand. I just, all of it, all of it is great. Um, I love... We're getting a little too close to the end here, but yep. I love... We have to confront it. When 
Tony Stark looks at Benedict Cumberbatch, and he holds up, like, the one, like, this is it. This is the one scenario yeah, like, in which we can win. Tony, whatever you're thinking you need to do, like, you do should it. do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious when, because they do a little, you know, a little tricky thing where, you know, Thanos has the glove, Iron Man reaches in, struggles with him, and then gets punched away. Yeah. And seemingly, Thanos still has the stones. W- like, what did you think as he goes to do the snap, and then it just clicks on nothing? Uh, I mean, I thought he was gonna, I thought he still had it, but I, I didn't imagine that Iron Man had all the stones. I grabbed them all. Oh, yeah, you were like, oh, did he take one? And I'm like, oh, that's super reasonable. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's cool that he, in the time they had to build the other gauntlet, he built the ability. And nanobots doing their thing. Right. i got to say they make things work so that he can have all six and yeah. then they, like, work their way into the right placement. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready to talk about it? Oh, it's just so sad. It is so sad, but I, I want to first, the way, I don't know how many takes they had to do of I Am Iron Man. Which, by the way, is the final line of the first movie in the entire series. In oh. the beginning of Iron Man, he says, like, to the press, he's just like, I am Iron Man. And then yeah. the movie ends. So it's, it's been set up a long time ago. When he, the way Robert Downey Jr. hits the word am, and he's scared, and he's, like, realizing how much this is going to hurt, and you get the fact that he's, like, I am not going to be there for my daughter. Yeah. Which... I think we should talk about it. Like that was why you and I had a really tough time with this because we're parents and the idea of making that sacrifice is very emotional to think about. I'm going to start crying all over again. Mm -hmm. Don't do this. So cards on the table. When I saw this in the theater, I had been big day of work in Trump country in Florida on a Friday, flown to New York, party a little too hard in New York on Saturday. Sunday, like so I could date this exactly, Sunday was the Battle of Winterfell episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I was like really, like many people, really disappointed and upset about that. Monday was like another pretty intense day of work. And then Endgame had come out on that Friday and I like didn't want to get it spoiled. I was in Stanford, Connecticut, and I was like, I've got to see this movie. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get an Uber and I'm gonna go to the closest movie theater. I went to a movie theater that I don't think has had a renovation since 1990. <laughs> it was it was fun because it felt like going to the movies when I was a little kid, yeah. but it was also like sticky and, yeah, and gross. gross. But anyway, there I was watching the movie, and when uh, so you know when Iron Man sacrificed himself, and then Pepper comes and talks to him, and she set up the like I've never gotten you to rest, and yeah. she tells him it's okay. Yeah. I was very brave of her. I was. The waterworks came out. I bawled in the theater. Yeah. And I still have trouble watching that scene. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, you got to give this movie all the credit in the world. It's a space comic book movie. And it really gets you. I know. It really comes and, Every time. You know it's coming. It doesn't matter. And then Alan Silvestri and the real hero swells. And it cuts right to the funeral. Which I like how they did that. Where you kind of see everybody's there. And you see people you haven't seen in a long time. Like the kid from there. But you know, you and I both had a tough time getting through that section of the movie. It's really hard. The only redeeming thing about the end of the movie was Hawkeye reuniting his family. Yep, it's nice that they put that in before you see them at the funeral. We needed that. We, I think they knew that. I think they're like, yeah. we need, we need to give that to people. Um, cool, the job. Favreau is back, and you can see he's going to be kind of a. I don't remember him from the other ones. So. Mm. Well, he's back. Yeah. And, he, and he's going to be kind of a... He's, he offers the cheeseburgers to yeah, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Cute. Anyway. It's... It's tough. Yeah. It's emotional. I won't make you watch it again. Please. Don't. Please. I can't. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the saga. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I haven't watched all the movies. <laughs> um, and I'm glad I have done these back-to-back. I think it made... Both of them make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But it was... This is a lot to put me through. Mm-hmm. So... You're lucky it's your birthday. It is. I am lucky it's my birthday. Yeah, I would say nobody should... If you're listening to this right now, you should have either listened to the the primer we did for the series, or you should have seen like at least half the MCU. So that's true. Um, What did you think of Thor's ending? Which is really not an ending, and it's very exciting that there's going to be both a new Thor movie and a Guardians 3 yeah. and that Chris Hemsworth is going to is going to keep. I liked that he was just kind of like 
I, like I'm supposed to be a king and just whatever, but like that's I don't want to do that anymore. More girl power now they have yep. a queen. Yeah, I like when he's like, no, I'm gonna go avenge with these people. Yeah, and he just, um, I assume he's gonna get back in shape. Yep, yep, that would be nice. Quit drinking. Yeah. I have to say, given what you went through, and I, I was feeling kind of bad about you know you having to go through the the emotional wrenching of Iron Man's death. I was like, oh, this movie ends on Captain America's ending. Which is much more. That's very nice. It's, it, you're like it's it's satisfying, like a lot of the movie. Yeah. And Questions it's, about it's, time it's, travel, but all right. It's a, but it's a happy it's a happy ending it for him, and nice. it's an appropriate ending. Yes. I love nice. that Bucky knows before he, he Bucky knows what he's going to do. Yeah. Have to, like that's their relationship. The Bucky sends Sam to talk to him. Yeah, but that was good because you're like, well, maybe Bucky should be Captain America, but Bucky's got a little too much baggage. Yeah. And what's exciting is there's going to be a Disney Plus show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier where you have new Captain America and Bucky doing adventures. Cool. So that's set up very well. The aging effects. So that's that's Chris Evans. I know. That was really Doing weird. the acting. Like, not yeah. only do they, can they make people look younger, like they make Michael Douglas and John Slattery look younger, but, like, it's cool. And what they do to his voice, so it's a little raspy. Yeah. Because that could easily, if those aren't perfect, it ruins the whole scene. Yeah. And they're perfect. They were very good. I love that, um, so, you know, he says, do you want to tell me about her when he sees the wedding ring? And he goes, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. That's become a meme. That, like, just a picture of old Captain America, and no, I don't think I will. (laughs) But it's just, it's a perfect response. It is. It's his life. You don't don't need to know about it. Yeah. And then, um, so you haven't seen Captain America 1, but when he goes down in the plane in the ice sacrifice himself he's like i'm gonna have to give you a rain check on that dance or something they're supposed to they're supposed to go out for a dance together so the very last scene of what's essentially a five and a half hour movie is him and peggy listening um to a song that i'm gonna screw up the title of the song the song's about time they embrace and kiss and the movie ends i really appreciated that they ended on a happy note yep and that's the infinity saga you did it I'm exhausted. I know. But don't you feel like... A, emotionally drained? Emotionally drained, but like more in touch with the zeitgeist? No. No. I feel more in touch with you. That's good. <laughs> um, no, it was fun. I'm glad it's over. It's been a really long day. It's been a big day. But you did it. I know. And Hawkeye with the family. So what more can we ask for? And it is satisfying. The one thing I said at the beginning is like, you will be satisfied yeah. at the end. Mostly. It's not perfect. But like I said... Oh, so many disappointments I've had in like big event movies know, in my life. Things like I'd be so happy if they figured out a way to bring ScarJo and Tony Stark back. Well, Tony Stark's definitely not coming back. I know, but I'm just telling There's you. There's going to be a Black Widow movie. I assume it's going to be set in the past. They, I just, it's the kind of thing that does not bother me is like perfect happy endings and you get annoyed if it's too perfect. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I had a really nice birthday. Good. Happy then. birthday. We should probably uh, take a break from doubleheaders for a while. Yeah, maybe forever. And uh, this is going to be, this is the season two finale. It's been a ride. We've spoiled our viewers. It's not 30 episodes. <laughs> it's, it's a shorter season. Given uh, what we've got coming down the road in life, uh, we might be a little more ad hoc when it comes to season three. I don't know if we'll do a, a structured release, but you know. If you haven't listened to all of season one and two, go back, get into the backlog. But if you've come this far, the journey's far from over. I really, really enjoyed sharing these movies with you, and uh, I won't make you watch them again. Thank you. All right. Bye. Until next time, everybody.
Kiss me once again, it's been a long